Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. So, after an exciting Christmas gift guide last week, and if you didn't hear it, it's still online. If you're wondering what on earth to get people who like gadgets, and assuming it's not um, a sort of tender for your super yacht, most of the things were relatively affordable. <laughs> what are we talking about this week? We're on an AI special this week because a oh, lot wow. has been happening in AI over I'm the I'm going to have week. to try it one of these days, aren't I? But maybe that should be my New Year's resolution. Maybe it should. <laughs> maybe it should. Well, the really big news is that Google has released Gemini AI, which is the uh, upgrade to its previous AI, which was quite embarrassing. As you remember, it just got mm. things horribly wrong. The new chatbot is multimodal, which means it can interpret text, audio, images, video, code, all at the same time. Mm. So they did a demo. And they obviously picked the best bits for the demo. But it, was, it, it, it entailed someone drawing things on a piece of paper and the AI describing what they were. So, for example, when he draw, drew an outline of a duck, it said, yes, that's a duck. And it was drawn in blue. And they said, well, ducks are not normally blue. They're, they're usually yellow. And carried mm-hmm. on. He drew two cars on slopes, one boxy and one sort of wedge-shaped, and said, which one would go faster? And the AI said, well, the car on the right is much more dynamic, much more aerodynamic, mm-hmm. so that would go down the slope quicker. He drew a little, very crude representation to the sun, Saturn, and the Earth, and said, is this right? And the eye said, uh, said, no, no, this Earth is closer to the sun than Saturn, so you need to change the order of those two. He used a video of doing the cup and ball trick, where you have mm. three cups and you ball yes, under so. it, yeah. and he moved them around, and the, it correctly said which cup the ball was under. Oh, so I'd take it to Oxford Street and um, confound the people who actually yes. do the cup and ball trick, except they, I, uh, <laughs> they might cheat. They, it sh- they showed a video of, of I think they're taken from TikTok, of mm-hmm. someone sort of leaning backwards in slow motion and said, which movie is this supposed to be a scene from? And the eye said, that looks like the bullet time scene from The Matrix. Wow. Absolutely okay. astonishing. Is it a bit, uh, little bit scary? Rather than it's, just astonishing? No, it is also a bit scary, but it, from a purely technological point of view, mm. it is astonishing. Have a look. Google, well, Google, Google Gemini. Google, Google Gemini. Okay. Google, Google Gemini <laughs> and watch at least the first... Oh, but I, I tend to use DuckDuckGo, so I'd have to DuckDuckGo to Google Gemini. It's easy for you to say. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. You would have to do that. Okay. Uh, and what I think it's starting at the five minute mark. So this will be available in 170 countries, but not the EU or the UK until the regulator can clear it. Oh, right. Okay. But do check it out. Okay. I will Moving do just that. Mm-hmm. On now to targets. And we've, we've seen in movies and TV shows uh, police and the army shooting at targets. Mm-hmm. Are there those paper targets with a. a uh, a roundel marked in the middle so they can tell how accurate they are. But, of course, in real life, the targets are not made of paper. They are made of some kind of plastic, I suppose, and they're motorised, and they patrol around rooms and corridors in their specially built practising sets. Mm -hmm. The MOD is going to add ChatGPT 
to their mobile targets so they can have what they describe as synthetic conversations with the soldiers and equipment via social media. So I have what almost no idea <laughs> what that will entail, but it does sound quite bizarre. Imagine okay. you're, you're a soldier and you're browsing your your Twitter or X feed, mm. and you suddenly got a direct message from some target that you hit yesterday saying, ouch, that really hurt. Yes. How very Curious. peculiar. You would think they would have explained what they meant. You, yes, you would, but I couldn't make any sense of it at all. What I could make sense of is Channel One. Channel One being the new news service, which is uh, launching next year. And I think let's let Channel One themselves tell us about it. All right. Now, you know, we've had problems with me actually uh, playing clips that you provide me because sometimes yes. they come up short. I put these clips into the machine earlier and checked that the length of them was all exactly the same as um, you've given me. This first one, I suspect, is going to come up short. It's changed its mind, but let's try it. OK. Hello, and welcome to Channel One, a new way of consuming, reporting and thinking about the news powered by artificial. See, it was 14 yeah. seconds when I put it in. I checked it earlier to be absolutely sure. So you couldn't say, but this happened last time. You should have checked it. And it suddenly decided to be shorter. So I'm well, sorry. That's technology for you. That's oh. okay. Yeah. Anyway, so what Channel One is, mm. is a, a 24-hour rolling news service presented entirely by artificially generated newsreaders. Wow. And you heard the voice of one of them there. But they also look exactly like real people. And they say they're only going to use trusted news sources, which means they're going to pinch their news from people like the BBC and Washington Post and wherever they can hmm. get it. But uh, they will present the news to you as newsreaders when you want it, giving you the news that you want. And they are planning on launching uh, a smartphone app as well, so you can choose what kind of news hmm. you want. But it takes it further. They will be able to... Uh, put reporters out in the field. So if they're reporting from a new a war zone, the reporter can be in the war zone and uh, being AI, they can be perfectly lit and they can look just like they're standing in that war zone. They I don't will... understand. If they aren't real, how can they be in the war zone? Because they can comp them together. Okay. As if they'd film someone standing against a green screen and then lit them correctly and put them in there. Okay. If there are stories that they don't have footage for, they can generate the video of that story, and they say they'll tell us when they're doing that. But uh, one of the extraordinary things that they demonstrate, and if you want to check it out, go to channel1.ai and uh, take a look, because it really is fascinating, is they had an example of uh, a news report about the floods uh, that are washing through huh, France at the moment. Mm. And let us have a listen to the original French uh, news report, okay. which is a guy talking about the flood in his house. Okay, th this should be the right length. Vers 2 heures du matin, j'ai entendu un gros bruit, je me suis levé. J'ai vu que ça commençait, son toit commençait à se surélever. Et puis une demi-heure après, tout est parti en, en vrac, quoi. Ça, ça, ça s'est éparpillé, quoi. Well, I got about four words in that. You, you probably speak French rather better than I do these days. And what the AI managed to do was to automatically translate it. Let's have a listen. Oh. At around 2 a.m. I heard a loud noise, so I got up from my bed. I looked outside and noticed that his roof was beginning to lift up into the air. 
And then after 30 minutes, everything went crazy. It scattered all over the place. God, that's so impressive. not only is it clearly the same voice, but in the translated video, the lip movements moved in time with the English speech rather than the yes. French speech that it was taken from. Now, news sources are getting rather um, annoyed at the way in which various IAI engines are taking stuff that they produce at yes. vast expense and not paying yes. for it. So aren't people like the Washington Post and the BBC going to get a little bit annoyed with Channel 1? And what can they do about it? Nothing, presumably. Uh, nothing. But I imagine that because they are making a big deal about the fact they're using trusted news sources, I imagine they will in some way compensate hmm. the trusted news sources. Well, if I was a newsreader and getting, you know, well north of £200,000 a year, I'd be slightly worried. Indeed. Well, you know, AI is coming for everyone's jobs. I wouldn't have thought it would be newscasters, but there well, we let's go. Let's have it for Gary Lineker's first. I'd like to see the end of that smug, smug person. <laughs> I don't you even don't like, like his crisps. Don't like his crisps. Oh, no. okay. No. Well, uh, right. I have well, a new exciting. toy for you to play with. Oh. It is, if you go to freepick.com, that's freepik.com, and take is. a look at... Picasso, that's Picasso spelt with a K and one S, P-I-K-A-S-O. And it is a tool for automatically generating images. Mm. Now, we've seen this before, of course, both in Photoshop more recently, but also in tools like Midjourney, where you can give it a text prompt and it will produce a gorgeous image that exactly matches your text prompt. And if mm. you like it, you can say, no, no, try it again, do me a different one. And it'll give you a range to choose from and you can narrow it down to the thing that you want where this differs is that the screen is split into two parts and you draw on the left what you want and in real time it creates a photographic version of it on the right i can't draw ah in that case you can use the built-in icons like emoji mm -hmm. and you can drag them on position them where you want and then it will create a photographic uh, thing based mm. on that or you can give it a photograph and it will produce artwork based on that photograph. So I gave it a view of a house slightly mm -hmm. at an angle looking down the street and I told it to give me a wizard's house and it produced exactly the same angle, but this time um, with full sort of medieval wizarding <laughs> accomplishments. And if that's too much for you, you can turn if your There are wizards on. probably complaining at this very moment about the stereotyping sure of wizards. Yes. But you can turn your camera on and it will turn you into an AI person of, of your choice, mirroring your hand gestures. And uh, the way that it works is there's an imagination slider. And the further you drag the imagination slider, the more realistic it looks, but the less like your original it looks. But do check it out. Freepick.com forward slash Picasso, P-I-K-A-S-O. And prepare to be astonished. It is free to use for 10 minutes a day. Uh, otherwise, then it's about £7.50 a month if you mm. want to use it. Un well, unlimited 4,000 images a day, which I think is pretty much uh, unlimited. Absolutely extraordinary. Revolutionary in, in AI art creation, I would say. Okay. That's Just as well you're not, your main job doesn't involve things like that, doing them Anymore. by hand yourself. It absolutely yes. does. I would certainly be out of my main yeah. job. Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, yes. your timing was excellent with that. Um, probably a moment for us to uh, take a break, give Steve a chance to catch his breath. 
sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. You're listening to Gadget and Gizmos with Simon Rose and Steve Kaplan. Of course, if he was AI generated, wouldn't need to catch his breath. If I were AI generated, I would get my, my grammar correct. Ooh, well, yeah, well, there you are. Yes. Yes. Which proves that you are AI generated. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, if you if you want to invest in AI, there's still time. Elon Musk is trying to raise a billion dollars for XX AI platform. We just look down the back of his sofa. You'd think, wouldn't you? We'd already raised 135 million from investors, mm. uh, and um, he's looking for he's looking for more. Uh, so you know, there's a chance there if you want to get onto the bandwagon. I mean, certainly. Everything that Elon Musk touches turns to gold, or rather, it doesn't at the moment. X having having tanked, and just yesterday, it was revealed that Tesla are recalling over two million cars in the US. That's going to be some operation. Almost every car they've ever made, uh, because of the autopilot feature being downright dangerous. Hmm. Which we discussed on several occasions. Which we have discussed, yes. But recalling two million cars, ooh, you sort of wonder deal. about whatever regulatory authorities supervise the automobile industry in America, don't you? You think they would have tested them rather than just take somebody's word that it's okay, these cars are perfectly safe? Uh, it is It is quite possible that money changed hands. I'm not oh, suggesting oh, that oh, oh. Any, anything along those lines actually took place. But, but they're the same like cars over here. Are they not the same cars over here? Be, British the owners of Teslas not yes. have to worry? Well, if what? I were a British owner of a Tesla, I'd probably start worrying, yes. Mm. I, I do have a couple of friends who are British owners of Teslas. I will check if they're worried. Okay. I'll ask them. And they just don't turn on the uh, the auto drive feature, I suppose, is the answer to that. Well, this so is very low-tech, that, but we, um, haven't, we haven't had one of these for ages, so I know you're desperate to get on with the next item, but let's have this first. There we are. And one company that probably won't be investing in Tesla is Amazon, because they are investing $4 billion in their own AI program, actually through a startup called Anthropic. I remember the days when startups worked on a kitchen table somewhere rather than raising $4 billion from Amazon. Or garages, or garages probably, as they're mostly American. They probably are garages, yes. Anyway, they have a generative AI chatbot that they call Claude. I don't know any more about it than that, but Claude... Claude? Yeah, It does seem a very strange name. It does, doesn't it? It does, and not a very techie-sounding name. No, it sounds like a rather... Less than top draw butler. <laughs> it does indeed. Mm. Yes, yes. You and not the kind of butler that you or I would I choose to employ. And, and our older listeners, not that they're anyway quite old enough, but I mean, after you, Claude, after you, you Cecil, I think was a, a World War Two catchphrase from Itmar, if memory serves correct. That's the only time I can think of any Claude. When did you listen to Itmar? You weren't born when Itmar was on. No, you know, there's this thing called recording. It's all people record these shows and then occasionally they're broadcast on, on channels like Radio 4 Extra or, or yes. what was it, BBC 7, I think it used to be called, or something bizarre like that. It did. That. It used to be called Radio mm. 7, and then people couldn't work out what it was, so it's now Radio yes. 4 Extra, which I suppose makes more sense. Anyway. And our final AI item of mm-hmm. the week. Right. So 
imagine if you were paralyzed or if you were in what they call the locked in state where you can't move your head or your hands or even your eyes. How do you communicate? Well, up until now, with tremendous difficulty. But the answer could be Brain GPT from the University of Technology in Sydney. And it's an EEG cap that people wear. They've trained it on 29 volunteers silently reading passages of text. Mm. And then it was able to work out what they were reading to themselves and turn it into, into real words. Uh, and it works with about 40% accuracy. They're hoping for 90% accuracy when they've done some more well, training. That's, that's fascinating. Well, it is fascinating, but also extremely scary because, you know, today you need an EEG cap to wear it. Tomorrow, they'll just point a beam at your head and they'll be able to tell what you're thinking. Oh. Oh, yes, yes indeed. And 40% accuracy, I mean, when you're reading, you are thinking about other things as well, of course. Yes. You'd like to think you're concentrating entirely, but I'm sure it's, oh, did I leave the fridge door open or, yes. you know, um, other exciting things like that. So, Well, men's brains apparently turn to sex every, I think, 20 seconds or so. The, if you're one of the test subjects, that could be rather embarrassing. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yes. I'll have the Mills and Boone one, please. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well I, think, well, I think it's time for our crowdfunding time of the week, don't you? Well, in that case, we can have this. We talked a few shows ago about a motorized bicycle, an electronic, mm. an e-bike that folds down to the size of a suitcase. I remember. Yes. Well, this is the Armour AR. M-A, e-scooter that folds down to the size of a piece of A4 paper. Well, What? It's not as thin as a piece of A4 paper. It is um, actually 96 millimetres thick, so it's two reams of paper. It's still quite it, thin. It's still quite thin, yes, and it's certainly it's very a ream portable. of paper, about two inches? I can't really on. No good with millimetres, as you know. No, no, I know that. I know that. Well, imagine two reams of paper, and that's more yeah. or less what it is. Okay, I've got, got a ream just beside me. So yeah, excellent. Okay. That seems quite extraordinary. It does seem quite extraordinary. It's very, it's very light, uh, and uh, it has a range of, they say, seven miles. Four and a half kilograms, I should say. That's, it's really very light indeed. Mm. Top speed of 15 miles an hour, which is quite fast, given that because it's so small, the solid tyres are fixed to tiny, tiny wheels. So really only suitable for riding on very, very smooth pavements. Well, I was about to say. Airports, around airports. Okay, but I was going to say, most British roads, that would be a catastrophe. It would, wouldn't it? Yes. I yes. mean, when was the last time you saw a road? Unless it's just been surfaced. Yes. Well, I, even then, if you hit a drain. Surfaced, yes, it would. You hit it, no, exactly. So not, not comfortable on even the smallest bump. Uh, on um, Kickstarter now for around about £880. So it's not cheap. Doesn't seem as expensive as I'd expect. I mean, one's almost tempted, not that I've got a, the odd £880 to waste, but you're almost tempted just because you want to show people it folding up. Yes, oh, exactly, you would. You've really seen would. a video of it actually in operations. I have seen it in operation, and I've seen a video of it being folded, and it does oh. fold up very small indeed. Gosh. It's even got a nice little carrying handle on it. 
Very cute. Oh, how lovely. Hmm. Quite charming. Um, so let's move on to the rather extraordinary news that Yamaha are about to launch the CDC603, which is a five-disc CD changer. Now, right. I find this absolutely bizarre. I can understand people choosing to go back to vinyl because vinyl does have a warmth of sound that you don't really get from, from mm. MP3s. But CDs, I mean, effectively, they are MP3s. That's what they're yeah. stuffed with. So there's no benefit in sound quality. And why anyone would want to go and pay $550, this thing is going to be when it launches next year, for a five CD changer, I absolutely don't see the point of it whatsoever. And what did we have last week? We had a, a, a camera using Super 8 film. A, a Super 8 film at I mean, vast expense. Yes. Maybe all these people just think because vinyl's been successful, we should just try and be as retro as possible. I don't know. Well, CDs maybe, maybe are, not yes. that retro. But I mean, all my MP3s are taken from CDs. Yes, exactly. Well, almost. Apart from ones that you download from Amazon. But I mean, it's, yes, it just seems utterly bizarre. It does seem utterly bizarre. I absolutely don't understand it. Mm. But there we go. That's the Yamaha CD6603. They don't come up with good names, do they? Here's another well, company. Given that almost nobody's going to buy it, it doesn't really matter, does it? <laughs> well, here's another <laughs> company with a, a rather duff name. This is the SOV7017E. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's a boat. And it is a, a boat that is designed to service offshore wind farms. Mm. And it's going to be made by a Dutch shipbuilder. And uh, what's interesting about it is it's electric, of course. And the real innovation is it will be able to charge itself up from the offshore turbine as it's servicing it. That's quite clever. It is very clever. In fact, it's so obvious, you think, why did it take them so long to think of that? But anyway, that's what they're doing. 70 metres long, uh, up to 60 cabins, which will be enough, they reckon, for 40 technicians plus you know, workshops and mm. restaurants and playrooms and all that, whatever people need when they're out on, on their boats. But so it means it never needs to pull in to be refueled. It can just go from offshore turbine to offshore turbine, refueling as it goes. Maybe they'll catch fish. I was going to say, yes, the food will run out eventually. Yeah. Do you think sailors like fish? Maybe they don't eat a lot of fish. I've no idea. I think they eat dried beef or those biscuits with weevils in them. I think you should perhaps read, you know, fewer books like Master and Commander and Hornblower. No. I've got a feeling it might be slightly better these days. Oh, you think things have changed? Yeah. Well, I think otherwise there might be mutinies on all these boats. Um, <laughs> if, if that's no, all enough. they're getting. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, who knows? I mean, we're being encouraged to eat insects and things, so perhaps weevils are the way forward. Well, have you never, you've never eaten insects, have you? Not voluntarily, no. No, I have eaten insects. Uh, I, I was given a gift pack of containing dried crickets, dried beetles and weevils, I think they were. Mm. And they're quite highly spiced and they're, they're it's crunchy. They taste a bit like that sort of Indian snack that you get that is lots of different unidentifiable little bits of stuff. Of course, what's that called? 
Bombay Mix, you mean? Bombay Mix. They're like Bombay oh. Mix, yes. Maybe that's what Bombay Mix has been yes. all these years. Yes, I was going to say potpourri for a minute, which I clearly got the wrong one. Uh, <laughs> that's the one you don't eat, but it looks exactly the same. Well, look, that's it for uh, Gadgets and Gizmos. We will be back um, with more next week. Well, even me, what are we going to be doing? We're going to be looking back at the year. Is that next week? or Next week will after? be our review of the year, yes. Oh, how exciting. Well, uh, that's it, though, for this edition of Gadgets and Gizmos. Don't forget the Christmas gift guide. If you're still looking for something to get people, that is available on the Share Radio website. But that's it for this edition of Gadgets and Gizmos. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's Gadgets and Gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.